And welcome into a new episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Well, the strength of the U.S. dollar compared to currency in other countries is a big factor in successfully exporting American ag commodities. The Federal Reserve says it won't raise interest rates for now. And Mike Zuzalo of Global Commodity Analytics says that would typically be good news for U.S. exports. Well, it should have a dampening effect on the U.S. dollar, and it should have a dampening effect on higher bond yields. And I think you and I talked about this the last time we got together, that those were two major forces working against the commodity markets as we've come back from the WASDE report. And and generally speaking, as we've come back from the Christmas and New Year holiday, the dollar is not breaking back for the price action. After the holiday, we saw the dollar rally sharply. I think it again goes back to China and it goes back to the U.S dollar being a safe haven in case we do have a deflationary pressure in China that's similar to what Japan experienced in the 90s. I think that's where the market is is thinking this market's headed. The financial markets overseas are having a direct impact on world currencies, keeping them below the value of the U.S. dollar. The biggest issue seems to me to be that because we can't find a bottom in Hong Kong, we can't find a bottom in Shanghai in the equity markets, that's an indication that the money's staying out of China and therefore the Chinese currency hit an eight to nine week low in the offshore market against the U.S. dollar. That spills over into currencies like the Brazilian real, which would hit a fresh two week low, almost a three week low against the U.S. dollar coming back from the holiday. If the dollar keeps strengthening against other currencies, farmers are likely looking at lower prices in the next few months. What I see happening next is if this dollar continues to be bought as a safe haven, we take out the report day lows from last Friday, which we did in wheat already. But if we do that in the corn and the beans, then technically speaking, and from the way these funds tend to trade, another 5 to 8% lower is what I'm suggesting to clients and subscribers as a possibility for where we're headed next as we get into February and that base price for the new crop corn and beans. And once again, that is Mike Zuzalo with Global Commodity Analytics. Learn more online at globalcomresearch.com. Well, former South Dakota Secretary of Agriculture Lucas Lynch stepped into the CEO job for the United Soybean Board earlier this month. Lynch says USB handles the national soybean checkoff dollars. Every um, state that raises soybeans, there's essentially producers pay a checkoff and Half of it stays local and, and half of it uh, funds the national effort. And that, in this case, that would be the United Soybean Board. And it's made up of 78 farmers, volunteer farmers from across the country that serve on the board of directors. Lynch says his past job experience made moving to USB a natural transition. Anytime that you can take and um, have, a, have a journey of experience from animal agriculture all the way through to, to promotion and research, it's, it's a great fit. You know, for me personally, I was director of ag development and had a chance to oversee the Department of Ag for a few years. It was a great experience to, to learn all of animal agriculture and value-added processing. But the last eight years, I've been in the dairy promotion space. And so working, whether at Midwest Dairy or Dairy Management Incorporated, which is basically the counterpart to what a United Soybean Board is at the National Dairy Checkoff, I've been learning uh, the role of leadership, uh, interacting with USDA, and really doing the work on behalf of farmers in the marketplace. He says there are links between the dairy and soybean sectors of agriculture. And that's one of the reasons why I have really enjoyed uh, this transition. If you think about it, uh, it's a holistic life cycle. Uh, from the fan t- from the, the fact that you plant a soybean, you raise that soybean, 
uh, you ultimately harvest it, you crush it, and you make meal out of it. And that meal goes right back into the animal agriculture, poultry, and livestock, pork, beef, uh, dairy. All of that is our number one customers of the meal. And then if you think about the oil, uh, the oil turns into whether from human nutrition standpoint or that of renewable energy, uh, it is our biodiesel and and renewable diesel varieties that we have in our country. And Lynch mentioned some of the topics on the United Soybean Board's radar this year. Well, there's no doubt that uh, some of the most important research projects that face a soybean is ensuring the ongoing quality of what producers raise. And so the protein quality of the soybean, for example, has to maintain and get better year over year. I would also just share that, you know, as you think about global markets, um, getting uh, the infrastructure in place to get our product to market. Uh, one of the bodies of work that recently happened was uh, a dredging study on the Mississippi. And that was a couple of years ago, a soybean checkoff funded it, but it turned into a whole lot of other dollars coming in and, and really increasing the transportation channels, if you will, of the Mississippi River, the, the locks and dams, doing the projects that ensure viability long into the future. As people's incomes rise, they tend to want to eat more protein. Lynch says soy helps fill that need through its uses in human food products, as well as animal feed and fish food. Lynch was the South Dakota Secretary of Agriculture from 2013 to 2016. Well, the world's first sustainable aviation fuel plant opened this past week in Georgia, setting the stage for a huge new market for ethanol and farmers. Amid the loss of more than 437,000 farms since 1981, USDA Secretary Tom Vilsack told those at the grand opening of Lanza Jet Freedom Pines Fuel in Soperton, Georgia. This company, this project, this industry provides a ray of hope. To reverse that trend. Vilsack says the new industry holds the promise of some 3 billion gallons of ethanol demand by 2030 and 36 billion by 2050, with much of the credit going to farmers. The fact that this facility is taking uh, and using ethanol is a reflection of uh, a number of dreamers and warriors uh, decades ago who saw the opportunity to convert corn and soybeans into a variety of fuels. And Vilsack called the grand opening a celebration not just for the U.S. and its farmers, but for the world. And why is that? Because at the end of the day, if we're really to mitigate the consequences of a changing climate, the transportation sector clearly has to get to a net zero future. In order for it to get to a net zero future, uh, aviation uh, has to get there as well. And Vilsack says the airlines have sought and encouraged SAF production amid last year's first ever transatlantic flight by Virgin Air using 100% sustainable aviation fuel. USDA and the Departments of Energy and Transportation have also teamed up to jumpstart the industry. Treasury issued interim guidance last month that allows emission modeling favorable to SAF tax credit eligibility. And finally, the best farm show on dirt is coming up quickly. The International Agri Center is preparing to host the 57th Annual World Ag Expo in Tulare, California, February 13th through the 15th. The World Ag Expo welcomes attendees and exhibitors from around the world and provides a platform for networking, education, and business. Last year, the show saw more than 108,000 attendees from 49 states and 56 countries. Over 1,200 exhibitors shared 2.6 million square feet of exhibit space in 2023. Show officials note that 97% of exhibit spaces were sold as of January 19th, and domestic and international ticket sales are trending at record levels. Organizers predict 2024 may be a record year for the show. For more information, go to worldagexpo.org. 
It's going to do it for American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. I'm Jesse Allen, wishing you and yours a great rest of your day.